The following podcast is sponsored by StructureTech. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. My name is Bill Ulrich, alongside Tessa Murray and Ruben Saltzman. As always, your three-legged stool coming to you from the Northland, talking all things houses, home inspections, and anything else that's rattling around in our brain. Welcome. I'm officially coming to you from the Northland, as far north as you can get in the great state of Minnesota. Well, at least I'm along the Canadian border. I know there's places farther north, but it's pretty far north. So how's it going, everybody? Pretty good. Awesome. Doing well. little sad that all the snow is completely gone. I, I tried to go snowmobiling one more time this year. Went about two hours north of the Twin Cities and there was a ton of snow. And I mean, there was like a good foot of snow and it was complete slush and worthless for snowmobiling. So (laughs) (laughs) a little sad all the snow's gone, but you know what? That's okay. Yeah. I mean, let's turn the page and move on to the next chapter of the year and get some sunshine and some green grass going. Yeah, it means that it's uh, it's time to transition into disc golfing. So. <laughs> For our listeners, they so they know this. Technically, it is spring now when we're recording this. Yeah, where it's, I'm at. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. In Rainier, we got uh, eight inches of snow last night, so it's it's pretty and white, and it's a big slush ball out there right now. So yeah, it'll be gone by the afternoon. Probably. <laughs> Well, on today's episode, we kind of want to dig into the the current state of the market. And for clients, Tessa, I want you to kind of read an email that you got recently from a past client who is feeling the heat, or at least a, a friend of his is feeling the heat of this market and trying to make a decision on a house. And we, we're going to dissect this email with with some good options that people might look at if there's not time and space in the deal to get a traditional home inspection done. Well, this was a client who I did an inspection for years ago and they reached out to me and they just said, Tessa, it's finally happened. My good buddy is putting an offer on a house, which was accepted, but he had to waive the inspection to win the bid. He liked to book one for his own peace of mind. How can you make sure he gets you? And I think we've just been hearing this over and over from agents and from clients and from people that it's just such a tough market that one of the things that they're, they're trying to do to, you know, have their offer accepted is to waive the inspection. So here's just a story of someone who did that, but I mean, they still are contacting us after they bought the house to have the inspection done. Are you going to deliver any interesting news with, with very soft gloves or is, are you just going to do what you do and watch the expression, maybe rise or fall as the information guides? it? Well, you know, if I was doing home inspections right now, I would offer the, the information with very soft gloves, but I'm going to pass him off to one of our other really good inspectors, one of our many inspectors at Structure Tech, who I know can can do a really good job for him. Yes, this is kind of a left turn, but I want to bring it up because you are you're kind of a trailblazer. It's Women's Month, and for a long time, you were the only female home inspector that we had on our team. Very highly qualified, obviously, but you know you've stepped aside. Do you have any news or any anything to share about our team that would uh, that would be a note? Yeah, some really exciting news. We've got a woman that's in training right now. Her name is Corey, and she will be an excellent inspector. She already is an excellent inspector. What are we, three and a half months into training? She might even be out on her own by the time this podcast airs, but she's got a background in carpentry and energy efficiency 
and restoration work and remodeling and just in construction and everything. She's a wonderful human being and a really good inspector. And, and you know what? I got to just touch on that quick because a lot of people will say they've got a background in construction and yeah. they like answered the phones for a construction <laughs> company. <laughs> I mean, people are very creative with the way that they phrase stuff, but yeah. no, 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 no. Corey was the one swinging the hammer. She is a carpenter and she has been for a long, long time, highly yes. skilled, highly knowledgeable. I just had to qualify that because when people say background, they use it liberally. <laughs> yeah. Liberally, yeah. not literally. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So she's awesome. And then we also have another woman on the team. We have two women inspectors now who have replaced me. And we've got Liz who worked for city of Hopkins for a long time doing city inspections. And she's also a great person and she very knowledgeable. She also is a fluent Spanish speaker. So for anyone who's in the metro area listening to this and they're looking for an inspector who can speak Spanish, Liz can do it. Yep. Got you covered. Yep. All right. Thank you. Great, great point to bring up, Bill. Yes. And you know what? Just getting back to anecdotes, Tessa, you shared the anecdote of that email about how someone's still getting a home inspection done. It it is a great idea for sellers to have home inspections done too. I know that it seems like the most attractive thing you could possibly get is an offer on your house that's not contingent upon a home inspection, but it can go south for people too. I was just chatting with Charlene Hensrud. I've mentioned her name several times on this podcast because she's the one who got me into blogging and I'm still a guest blogger at her site. And she mentioned to me in an email that uh, she had a seller last year. I'll just read it. She said, I even had one seller last year who accepted an offer without an inspection. And then when the buyer brought up concerns after closing, like, Hey, I bought your house, but now I'm having a problem with this. And you never told me about this and this happened and that happened. So now the buyer brings up stuff after closing. The this seller said she will never, ever accept another offer without a home inspection. Wow. Wait, now wait. that's powerful information. I, I've yes. always wondered about that. Like the, the liability for the seller and the seller's agent when people have these issues that pop up that they didn't know about. Are, are we talking material facts, something that should have been disclosed that wasn't, or is this just run of the mill kind of headaches that a homeowner would have to deal with? We would have to dig into that topic to get answers. I don't have any more information than this. We just know it's enough of a hassle that she doesn't ever want to do it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. What's the old saying? People don't make change until there's a great enough pain cause them to make change. Sounds like she's dealing yeah. with some pain in this whole experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Why do we continue to have this conversation? I mean, everybody knows the market's a little bit crazy, but do we have any good data to back up just how crazy this market is? Well, yeah, actually. So Mindy, our operations manager at Structure Tech, keeps us updated periodically on kind of what the market is doing from, what is it, Minneapolis Area Realtors? Is that what it's called? Minneapolis Area Association of Realtors. Yes. Yes. Thanks, Ruben. Yes, Mar. Mar. So these numbers come from Mar. This is going to be airing. What what date is this going to be airing, Ruben? Oh, you could have asked me the day. I would have said Monday. It's always Monday. Now, dates, uh, <laughs> March, March 28th. This is oh, on March 28th. So sassy this morning. <laughs> Sorry, um, I well, wasn't ready. <laughs> so talking kind of mid-March here. And, and basically, in the Twin Cities region, it says for the week ending in March 12th, new listings have decreased 10% um, to 1,313. 
um, pending sales have decreased 6.5% to 1,174, and inventory has decreased 14% to 4,671. Um, so it's just it's just getting tougher and tougher to buy a house in this market. Times yeah. are tight. Yeah, yeah I was hoping things were going to cool down this year and it's, it hasn't, it has just ratcheted up. And yeah. I mean, man, today it feels like everybody is skipping the home inspection. I mean, everybody I talked to, I talked to so many friends and acquaintances, people at my church. And I mean, everybody, it seems like they buy a house, they are skipping the home inspection. So, I mean, it, it feels like there are no, no inspections happening at all, ever. Now, I know that's not true because we're still doing home inspections. We're not doing as many as we'd like to be doing, but we're still doing them day in and day out. We we still have work. So there are still people getting home inspections done. I I think that's that's kind of what today's show is about is mm-hmm. how are people getting inspections done even with this crazy competitive market? What strategies are they using to get an offer accepted? and still get a home inspection, right? Yeah. Yeah. And th- these are, you've compiled a list, right, Ruben, that you're going to be writing about in a blog here. But a lot of these points come from real estate agents we've talked with, and we've even had some of them on the show to discuss some of these strategies that they're trying, right? Yes, exactly. I, uh, I will say we are not going to share a single original thought today. <laughs> we can't we can't claim these brilliant ideas <laughs> no none of this comes from us all we're doing is sharing what people are telling us they're doing i mean when, mm. when people schedule these home inspections they tell us hey here's what we're doing here's how we got our offer accepted and and they're excited to share this stuff with us and we have a lot of conversations with real estate agents about this so what this show is about is just sharing the strategies and tactics that real estate agents and home buyers are using today to buy a house and still get a home inspection. Because I think a lot of people could use this, uh, use this list. Yeah. All right. So if you're looking to buy a house, maybe you can add this to your arsenal. This might help you. That's right. Or at least find some peace of mind. All right. So yeah. let's, let's put submitting an offer without a home inspection at the bottom of the list. It feels like the riskiest space to to work with. And I'm saying just straight up, no contingencies at all, no wiggle room. You offer up your earnest money and you say, I want this house and we're going to go to close. Yep. Let's not talk about that option quite yet. So Ruben, where do you want to start with this? Well, let's start at the one that we already covered. I think it was within the last month or two, we had Rhonda Wilson on our podcast, and she talked a lot about her strategies to get offers accepted, some of her little ninja tricks that she's using. <laughs> and, and you know, she, she shared a trick where she likes to have her clients get a home inspection done before submitting an offer. Now that's off the walls, crazy. I mean, nobody gets a home inspection before they submit an offer, but her clients do. I mean, when they're sure that they want a house, they say, we want to submit an offer, but we want to get the home inspection done tomorrow, Sunday morning. And we got a home inspection company lined up and we can do it. What do you say? Will you let us do it? And we've done it. I mean, at Structure Tech, we have done that for her clients. I'm not opening up Sunday morning to anybody else, but it has happened. And she shared a story where that happened for her clients. We got in there, did the inspection on a Sunday. They submitted an offer the same day. We got the inspection back to them right away. They didn't have the best offer. They were 20,000 below the best offer, yet 
the seller went back to them and said, we know you guys are serious about this house. We want to work with you. So if you want to just bump your offer up to match the best one, we'll sell you the house. And her clients got the house by doing that. So it can certainly happen. And you know, the big problem that people have with doing this is that in a traditional market, when home inspectors are booked out a week, the house is going to be gone. I mean, you just don't have that option. But today we're not booked out a week. I mean, we've got a little starburst that we started adding to the homepage on our website saying, hey, need a home inspection? We are available tomorrow. Like telling people in live time what our next available opening is. So yeah, we're, we're available quickly. And one other added benefit to this approach too, I think that we should highlight is just like you said, Ruben, earlier that that real estate agent you were reading that email about, she said, I'll, I'll never go through this process again without having, you know, the buyers do an inspection is that it reduces the liability for the seller if the buyers know what they're getting and they agree to it. Yes, they would sleep a lot better. And, and something else that Rhonda said is that this goes to timing, but this is another one of our strategies that we've heard from other agents is that, and we're kind of moving on to strategy number two here, is that you submit an offer that's contingent upon an inspection, but you make it clear in your purchase agreement and you have communication with the seller, this is not going to be a nitpick home inspection. We're not going to be asking you to you know, install smoke alarms and install GFCI outlets and cover plates and things like that. We're looking for big stuff. We're looking for stuff mm-hmm. that's the most common number I've heard. I've heard this repeated from a lot of different agents is we're looking for stuff that's $5,000 or more. And whenever we do get the results of the inspection, we are not going to share that with you. A lot of home sellers don't want to know what's mm-hmm. wrong with their house, especially if the deal falls apart. They don't want to have to disclose any of that stuff to the next person. Now we won't talk about the ethics of this and whether you should find that stuff out or not. It's just a fact of life that people don't want to know what's wrong with their house and uh, they'd rather not have to disclose. So I'm, I'm being wordy. Here's, here's the bullet point, the big bullet point. Submit an offer that is contingent upon an inspection, but make it clear that it's big stuff only. That's all that could ever possibly be negotiated. And I'll tell you, most of the stuff we find on our inspections is it's not huge stuff. I mean, Tessa, what percentage of the items documented on an inspection report do you think would be in the $5,000 plus range? Probably less than 5%. That was exactly the number I had in my head. (laughs) We're on the same page then. Yeah. Well, everything you just described, Ruben, feels like the way a home inspection ought to be and how a real estate deal should go down (laughs) in any environment, right? Well, I agree. I agree. But, you know, we have to report based on the public's perception Mm -hmm. and what people want. I remember like five years ago doing inspections for people and our client, like the the buyer's agent would use our report and go back to the seller and create like a list of everything they wanted the seller to fix or repair or credit them for. And it was like literally everything on the inspection report. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We are not in that world anymore. And I'm glad. Yeah, you should never (laughs) have been in that world. It's just ridiculous. I feel so bad for a real estate agent who has to deal with the nitpicky buyer, right? Like this is the world we live in. This is owning a house. It's 
takes maintenance and these things are going to come and go. And oh, by the way, once you get in your house, you might not be such a perfect owner. And when you turn around to sell it, my guess is you don't want to go through this nitpick list either. Sorry, I I didn't mean to go out on a soapbox there. (laughs) No, you're not. You're not. That's, That's fine. All right. So that that's another one. Another strategy is to submit an offer that's contingent upon an inspection, but use a ridiculously small inspection window, typically a one day inspection window. And the way agents are doing this is they're contacting their inspection company and they're scheduling the inspection or they're, they're putting a hold on it. And we'll do this for agents who, who know us and use us regularly. They'll, they'll say, hey, can I put a hold on, on a slot? And we'll say, yeah, we'll hold it for X number of hours or something like that. And they'll say, all right, cool. And I'm going to submit an offer and I'll let you guys know as soon as we get an answer. And so they'll hold the slot for the next day. They'll submit an offer saying, we're going to get the inspection done tomorrow. And it's only going to be on big stuff. And when people do it, home sellers are way more accepting of this. So that's that's yet another strategy. Get it done quickly and make it for big stuff. I like that one. And just have an inspector in your back pocket. This is real estate agents live in a world of relationships and work with people you know, like, and trust and have them on standby. We're all in that, in a world where you need to lean on other people for expertise that you might not have. And you, if you're there and you know them well, and you can move them quickly. So moving along the continuum of the typical inspection with the most negotiation down to no inspection with no negotiation, you would have the the pass-fail inspection where you get this all in writing that the buyer is going to come in. They're not going to try to negotiate anything, but they will say thumbs up or thumbs down. And the key to this, this engagement is we're not going to share anything we find with the seller. We're just making a thumbs up decision or a thumbs down decision. So there is no conversation to be had after the fact and the seller can cleanly move on if need be, or the buyer can you know, go to closing as they want to. Yeah. I mean, you're only looking for showstoppers. That's it. Yeah. You're not, I mean, $5,000 repairs. Even those, there's nothing that's brought up. Either say yes, I'm buying it or no, I'm not. Yeah. And it's interesting, you know, the showstopper, I'm thinking about what does that mean? And I know what it means, but I think more than anything, what learning about the showstoppers is, can you absorb that? And do you want to absorb that right into your budget as the owner of this new house? And, or are you just so tight in the the buying process here? Like I'm leveraging every dollar to get the maximum house I can get. And I just can't take on that expense. I think that's what the showstopper is. It's just really putting your financial compass straight North and understanding what it's going to take to own this house. So what you're saying is bill, it depends. Pretty much. (laughs) So much budget, the house, what they're willing to take on. Yeah. Yeah. But good information, but it's not something that uh, you get to use to bludgeon a seller. Yeah. Yep. And then moving along that continuum, the next one would be submit an offer that is not contingent upon a home inspection, but tell the seller that you still want a home inspection. 
I mean, home inspection is still important to have, whether you're going to use this as a negotiation tool or a get out of jail free type of tool, it's still important to get a home inspection no matter what. And there's no reason why you shouldn't get a home inspection before you purchase the house. And if you're just dead set on buying a house, no matter what, but you'd still like to know the condition of it, you don't need to make your offer contingent upon the home inspection. You can get that done at any point before you go to close. And I'm only suggesting this because we've done a lot of those inspections for people buying houses where they said, we're buying it no matter what you find today, but we still want to know what we're getting. So that's yet another option. (laughs) <laughs> Tessa, your face says it all. You're like, what? Man. Why would I, I do mean, that? I, I, it's I like torture. Back, <laughs> I know. Well, I just think back again to like five years ago, a completely different market and how people would be so excited about that, about the house. And they were dreaming up where they're going to put their furniture. And then the inspection would uncover like some pretty big stuff that, you know, they weren't expecting to find. And that the inspection results would, would really cause them to pause and sometimes even walk away from the house. And it's just, it's crazy that we're in a climate where people have to promise they're buying a house before they even really know what's, yeah. what's under the skin, you know? Well, I, I think you can still walk away from that deal, but you might leave your earnest money on the table. We would need to get a real estate agent on to talk about all the potential yeah. contingencies. Like we, in our world, we think about home inspections as this big lever where it's like, go forward or no, we're not going forward. But there's other contingencies agents can write into the purchase agreement, such as financing or something else. So. Well, Bill, and that's Good Bill, point. that's a great point. I forgot to bring that up. And that's that's the reason people are doing it is that they are willing to walk away and leave their earnest money on the table in those cases and just say, look, maybe I'm going to lose this chunk of cash that I already plunked down, but it's way better than losing all of this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's it's a way of saying your only risk is your earnest money. I was just going to say along those lines too, we haven't discussed yet the walkthrough consultation service that we offer to, to people too, which is looking at, you know, all of the, the big stuff, really. We're not taking in our all of our tools and we're not even really walking on roofs or, or walking through attics or anything like that. We are doing a 30 minute walkthrough of a house looking for the potentially big issues and just verbally talking with the, with the buyer about those things. We're not even writing a report and we're doing a lot of those now. It seems like. Yeah. Hopefully packaging that, hopefully that buyer uses that service, gets the house because the trained eye of a seasoned inspector will get you like that, 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 that's enough to open the gate or keep the gate closed, so to speak. But then hopefully they follow up with a more thorough inspection after closing. And then we can give them the the playbook of how to own this house and, and, and own it well and become, you know, HO homeowner of the year, so to speak, by doing everything on this list to get, get everything upgraded to where it should be. And then, you know, keep that house in good, keep it away from the cliff, Tessa. Let's just put it there. There we go. (laughs) I like that. And, you know, Tessa, you, you, you and I both talked about that number, like what percentage of the stuff is 5,000 or more. And we agreed maybe less than 5%. Yeah. And when I think about a walkthrough consultation, I feel like I could catch 95% of those items on walkthrough consultations. There's no guarantee we're going to catch every one, but yeah. I'm really confident on catching most of them. 
Yeah. Or you might put three or four $2,500 things together and just be like, okay, you're going to have to deal with this, that, and the other. Yep, exactly. All right. So did we miss anything on the continuum of trying to buy a house in a crazy market where nobody has any leverage except the sellers? Yeah, I guess just to bring it back full circle with, you know, request from a past client asking me to do an inspection for his friend after they bought it. I mean, this is one other strategy that I, personally, if I was buying a house, I would not be comfortable with, but we, we could do it is coming back to do an inspection for someone after they've closed. And we're doing a ton of those right now. Yeah. We're doing a lot of those for people who already bought the house and they want to know what they own now. That, yeah, Tess, way to way to bring that show full circle. I love it. Beautiful. <laughs> I can tell what people I can tell people what they own once they own a house. A hell of a lot of work. Okay. I don't care if they're in great condition or if they're beat to hell, they're still a lot of work. And home ownership is, you know, it's the American dream, but it also probably costs you four or five weekends a year just doing nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a fun game and we're in it because you don't, you know, you buy a house, but you live in a home, so to speak. So all of the minutiae that we go through on a regular basis, like on discovering this is maybe an issue or that's an issue, you still got to live somewhere. And when you rent, it's not always as much of a home as the the one you own because you get to put your own personal touch on it. So I'm in favor of home ownership. <laughs> Okay. So how do we package this all up? Well, first thing you should do is if you're a buyer in this market, go to Ruben's blog, find this blog, and he'll explain it in words. So if you weren't taking notes as you're driving down the road, listening to this, you can, you can refer back to that. Step two would be to get with your agent and find out what strategies they're using to help their clients win the deal. And then step three would obviously, you know, pick what's going to work for you and go out there, win a purchase agreement, and start making payments. And if anyone is listening to this and they have they have another idea or they use a different strategy that worked for them, or if you're an agent or, or a person looking to buy a house and you've, you've won a bid in some other creative way, please let us know. I'm just curious to hear these, these, uh, these strategies. Yeah. If you, uh, if you go to our website and you go to the podcast section or you go to structuretalk.com, these podcasts are all released in blog format where you can leave comments right on the shows. So we'd love to hear your thoughts and other people would too. And now let us all just pray for a return to normalcy where the market <laughs> is, uh, we call it hot, but it's like super tight. I'd like to see it just blossom a little bit, get a, a little more wide open, a little more choice, a few more options. Yeah. A little more inventory. Yeah. We'll get there no, one day. Yeah. We'll get there one day. This too shall pass. Well, let's put a wrap on this week's episode. Ruben, when's that blog going to drop? That will be tomorrow. If you're listening to this the day the podcast dropped, it's tomorrow. It's going to be on Tuesday, March 29th. And we will put a link to it in the show notes. So if you listen to this podcast on the 29th or any time after that, you'll have a link in the show notes to the blog so you can see all the bullet points. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, then that's, let's put a wrap. You've been listening to Structure Talk, a Structure Tech presentation. My name is Bill Ulrich alongside Tessa Murray and Ruben Saltzman. Thanks for listening. For more information on how we can provide you with the right information about your home before you buy or sell, contact us at StructureTech.com. Structure